0: On today's episode of Sports Biz Podcast, I visit with Adam White, founder and CEO of Front Office Sports. Adam discusses how he started the platform when he was 19 years old as a student at University of Miami. He shares his story on how he built the platform up to where it is today as one of the go-to sites, one of the go-to platforms for executives in the industry, for sports management students and anybody interested in the sports business uh, or the sports industry. Adam is a... Huge up-and-comer, will be at some point, a 30 under 30 in Sports Business Journal, my prediction. Listen up. Thanks again. Sports Business Podcast. Hey, this is Rob Thompson with Sports Biz Podcast. Interview with influencers I got Adam White, founder, and I guess president, CEO? Yeah,
1: CEO works. <laughs>
0: CEO, I love it. Um, org, and it's a go-to portal um, on social media, website, uh, and uh, for sports management students, for executives. I found, Adam, I think two years ago, I, I, I think I started following this, and i I, I read the emails every day, and it, you you guys keep me in the loop of what's happening. Really streamlines everything for me. So, uh, welcome, sir. Welcome to uh, my podcast.
1: Hey, thanks, Rob. I appreciate you uh, having us on. And you know, in two years it seems like it's come by in the flash, right? Uh, it's uh, it's crazy how fast these things go. So, d- has it felt like two years or fifty years? Gosh, depends on who you ask. Um, I mean, we started this thing about. Four years ago now, uh, when I was 19 and just uh, finished my first year at the University of Miami, and some days it feels like it's gone by in two seconds, and some days it feels like it's been a hundred years. Quite honestly, <laughs> each day presents a unique challenge, uh, but it's it's been a fruitful four years, I would say, for us, and something that no matter what happens in the next year or two years, or you know, for around in 20 years, um, which I hope we are the experience regardless of what has happened or what will happen has been extremely valuable and I I wouldn't change it for, for the world.
0: All right. So let's take a step back. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about that aha moment with front office, um, front office. what, what was that point where you said, you know, I think there's a need for it in a marketplace or was it a project you had to work on? How was it created?
1: Yeah, so going back here now, so I just graduated from the University of Miami about six year, six months ago, not six years ago, and after my freshman year and throughout my freshman year while I was at school, I was speaking with my professors, and while I was there, they had told me, hey, you need to do informational interviews with professionals in the industry, and for some of my classes, we even had to do them and get graded on them. And so I thought to myself, okay, well, if I'm going to do these informational interviews with professionals in the industry, A, how am I going to get them to talk to me? And B, how can I provide more value than just being able to speak with them, you know, talk to them, get some insight, follow up with them every once in a while, and go from there? And so as I started looking around, I was like, well, wow, there's not a lot of people doing uh, stories or really covering the people who work in the industry. Obviously, you're going to have your legacy players at the time and and still Sports Business Journal and everything like that. But for the most part, when I was focused on informational interviews, there was not a lot of people covering just really what people in the industry were doing and how they were doing it and how they had got there. And so with that in mind, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this informational interview, I might as well do more of them, use the platform that I then create to set myself up with for three years of doing this. To have a job, and so the whole entire goal in the beginning, and even throughout the first three years, I was to do informational interviews with professionals in the industry, tell their story on the platform, be able to publish it, share it with them, have them share it, and then be able to use that to grow an organic connection, an organic network, and then be able to have a job by the time I graduated. And so in the first year uh, alone, we did about 110 informational interviews. And that was the only thing we were doing. The only thing I was doing was informational interviews, informational interviews. And really way we had found success was by flipping the script and instead of just reaching out to these professionals with a hand open saying, hey, you know, I want to learn something from you. It was more like, hey, let me tell you your story. And because of that, professionals in the industry kind of took a liking to that. It wasn't just me like wasting their time, five, ten minutes, uh, it was me like actually taking in a lot of what they learned, taking all that, putting it together in a piece, publishing on a site for them to share, for them to have, and for them to, you know, kind of gain some positive. And so because of that, it was a much more organic way of doing it. Like I said, did 110 in the first year. And so when you think about it, you know, 52 weeks, it's about three or four a week, given a few weeks in there when you might not do anything christmas thanksgiving things like that and so it was it was crazy and we busted them out and we were luckily to have a few people um share and everything games come on and, and kind of help us on the social side of things and after I had started and i had reached out to the people in the, the the Facebook group that we had. And I said, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. I've interviewed some cool people would love to have someone come out and help me and, and see if we can tag team this. And I had one guy reach out to me and that was Russ who's still with us today as, as like my right hand man, COO and president. And Russ came on and at the time he was a, a junior and I was just a sophomore. And he really took the lead in doing some of the social stuff and just let me hammer out all the interviews and we published. And it was just, him and I, and it was it was a really good time. And, you know, we kind of went from there to the point where, you know, about two years in, we had picked up a few more people who had wanted to write. We began shifting away from just informational interviews to more of an industry resource resource covering the X's and O's of the industry and what was happening. But doing so in, in a peer-to-peer way, in, in a way that was engaging and, and very much so unique to what we were doing in terms of, you know, we had people coming in, you know, on the platform, who are working in the industry, writing about the industry, and really breathing a fresh life and a perspective into uh, an area of coverage that we think and we believe has been dominated by legacy players that, you know, is great for the industry, but it's never a bad thing to have some fresh takes. And so that has been about the last year and a half, and now... Here we are, about four years in. Uh, you know, we've actually finally started to to make some money. We're able to start paying some of our contributors, which is a pretty good feeling uh, in terms of trying to, at nineteen, start what could be like the hardest business to start, which is a media company uh, where you only really sell eyeballs, and if you don't have eyeballs, you have to spend four years building up eyeballs to sell eyeballs. And it's been it's been a heck of a lot of work, and it's been something that's been you know, my baby for the last four years and has really opened up some, some wonderful opportunities. Uh, but you know, it's, it's changed a lot. Yeah. Originally, like I said, it was only supposed to be informational interviews and get me a job. And, and because of that for the last couple of years, we've been throwing things up against the wall to see what's stuck. And we've kind of finally found what is stuck and, and where we're going to go. And, you know, there's never been a business plan. There's never been funding outside of what I had made at the bar that I worked at while I was in school and, and what I'm doing now outside of FOS. And, you know because of that we've been limited and we've had to take it slow and we've been not been able to do some of the things that people really want us to do but uh, in due time it's it's going to happen so it's it's been kind of an evolution i would say over the last 4 years and something that's been really eye opening for me personally and, and professionally
0: i think anybody who's listening to this especially other 19 20 year olds adam <laughs> who've come up and want to get into the sports industry mm-hmm. I think you're a case study and the business is a case study for the reality of the industry and not just industry, but a career. And what I think what you've learned along the process, and I know I'm telling you something you already know, but you've learned patience and hard work. Not that you weren't a grinder already because you're out there slinging drinks and burgers and, you know, (laughs) to pay for this and, um, but, you know, anybody who's listening to you and your reputation in this business is getting to the point where you just get it, you know, it just doesn't happen. It just not, yeah. you just can't get into this. And there's more ways to get into the industry than just sell tickets. Yeah. You know, um, I think, you know, I told you my story. I got into the industry cause I started a sports and, um, a, uh, high school recruiting agency. Yep. I know, I knew no other way to get in, you yeah. know, and, um, You know, with you and what you've done here, it's taken big media companies a long time and a lot of content, a lot of money to do um, what you've created on your own. And um, so – I think, what what would be that advice? If you had to go back and give yourself advice, now, what you know now about this business, <laughs> so exactly what you know now, yeah. what would you go back and tell your 19-year-old self sitting there in class?
1: Uh, don't start a media company with no money and no contact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: pick, pick something else. Pick something else. Uh, you, know,
0: uh,
1: you know, I would. I would say that just really, it's it, it comes down to to being flexible uh, and being willing just to to not keep the motor, to not stop the motor, right? You know, a lot of the stuff that I have done is not groundbreaking. It's not a new tech solution. It's nothing. It's just really, it's been a lot of just, hey, knocking on the right doors and, and right people, you know, uh, and just continuing to knock and knock and knock and knock and knock. And if they said no, okay, just moving on to the next. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've kind of run up against with other professionals or I wouldn't say professionals, but students and and even professionals sometimes is that they're afraid of of that rejection and they're afraid of people saying no. But you know, that's what, that's the worst they're going to say, right? I mean, that's really the worst they're going to say. They're not going to say, you know, I hate you. They're not going to cuss you out over emails. At least I hope not. uh, You know, so the worst they're going to say is like, Hey, you know, I'm not interested or, or Hey, no, I don't have time for this. Okay. That's fine. You move on to the next. And, That's really what you got to learn early on is that you just got to understand that it's not going to be given to you. Um, Anything in life or this industry is not going to be given to you in terms of, you know, uh, with the business and examples of like that. It's just I would sit up until two, three, four in the morning. making sure we had content ready making sure we had tweets ready and and then just continuing to build off that every day and not saying that's what you have to do to be successful because there's like you said a thousand ways to do it but the the easiest way to, to kind of apply it to whatever is listening or whoever is listening is that okay if you find something that you really like make sure you're taking the steps to improve yourself on that daily and i and i hear a lot of people who come up with a lot of excuses in terms of oh i don't have the money i don't have the time i don't have this i don't have that well Thing is, a lot of things now are free. You can learn how to do a lot of things on YouTube, which is free. Uh, you know, I've learned, I turned, I kind of taught myself some basic coding on YouTube. I taught myself basic web design on YouTube. I taught myself basic Photoshop on YouTube. Uh, and those are all things that you can use to make yourself more valuable. And then when it just comes down to time, it's just like, you know, if this is something you really want to do and really want to be good at, you have the opportunity now, especially between that 19 to 23 year old age, where A, you're in college and you kind of have nothing but time, especially if you don't have any other responsibilities outside of just going to school. Uh, you know, using that that time on a Thursday night instead of going to the to the bars with your friends to to network or to go to a, a professional event or something like that. Not saying that you shouldn't go and, and hang out with your friends all the time or or not at all, because I think that's a valuable part of the college experience. But just finding a good balance in terms of like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm really going to do this because, you know, at 22, at 23, you have a real shot nowadays to make huge impacts in this industry because there's a lot of opportunities where, you know, the people who are 45 and, and plus or 40 and plus who are doing the hiring, you know, need people like you on their team to be good at social, to be good at digital, to be good at analytics and data. And I would honestly say, you know, one of the big things too is if you're building any company or building anything of your own is make sure you from the day one that you get data figured out and you're tracking it from day one. I think that's our, been our biggest thing along the way is we never really set in those parameters and we never made sure we were tracking the data since the beginning and, it, and it's hindered us a lot uh, in terms of potential partnerships and stuff like that because while we do know what some of our audience looks like, we still have a struggle really segmenting them and knowing, hey, is that actually a CEO on there or is that you know, an administrative assistant or is that you know a ticket salesperson? And because of that, as a media company, it it makes it harder to sell ads. And so that's, that's a tough thing, but definitely one that you should always is prepare for is making sure that you have that data, that data down. Uh, and then also thing is, is it's never too early to to create a personal brand around yourself. Uh, whether it's you want to write a blog, whether it's you want to, you know, be active on social, whether it's, you know, you want to start creating YouTube videos or doing podcasts, there's just so much opportunity out there and there's no really reason why throughout the four years while you're in school that you shouldn't already create such a vast network for yourself that by the time you get to the graduation date there shouldn't be there should be people already thinking of you for jobs Uh, you know I think there's just too many excuses floating around in terms of like oh sports business is so hard to break into it's so hard to break into I mean when it really comes down to it it's not Uh, it's just if you're willing to intern a couple places and you know really prove your value in those internships and then go from there. For the most part, people love to hire people who've interned with them, so if you intern well and you intern effectively, there's your job right there. Uh, and then you follow up with people, genuine relationships. I'm not saying that this is something I, I didn't know at the beginning, and I'm thankful for having parents who taught me from the beginning to make the genuine relationships, but there never should be a point when any of a relationship that you, that you have should, is just a transactional relationship where you're reaching out with a handout looking for something. Uh, you know, my biggest thing is I've come across a lot of people who could do probably some cool stuff for me, but I never ask. I don't, I don't want to be in a position where I have to ask for something. I would rather them think about me and say like, wow, they provided so much value and I'm going to hook him up with something or I'm going to send them something my way. And not even that's, that's my motivation. It's just like, if you become the person that provides value versus becoming the person that is always needing something, it really it really makes an impact and difference, and versus how people see you and what they're willing to do for you. The people who create a lot of value, there's going to be a lot of people out there who want to do stuff for them without them even asking. Versus the people who create a lot of needs and just want something for themselves, are going to create something that people really I wouldn't say not want to interact with, but you know they'll help you out once, but if you continue to go back to that. To that basket and, and hope that that fruit's always there it's not going to be there so you know long story short I would say really just a make sure you know who you are and what you want to do and, and then focus on that and and make the make it a priority if if you really want to work in the industry you know four years in college is plenty of time to get enough experience and enough contacts to make sure you have a job when you graduate Um, so it all comes down to just, if if that's what you really want to do, do it. If it's not, we'll find something else that you really want to do, uh, and make the most of those four years and then, you know, go from there.
0: How much of, of this product and this brand, um, is because of your passion for, uh, not just the industry, but was it the creative side? Was it the writing? Like, is it because you have to, to be able to last the way you have and built this from nothing it has to be such a passion project for you because you actually got to like doing it,
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's, you got to like doing it, right? I mean, yeah. basically after a while, you feel like you're crazy because four years right. later, you feel like you're doing the same thing and you're not making any money and you're like, is this really worth it? Is this really worth it? And the next thing you know, you make $50,000 in a month and you're like, wow, this is has, has been worth it, um, right? Or this could be worth it. So yeah, um, I would say the passion isn't, in one industry uh so to speak i would say the passion is more about like seeing the fact that there is just this such a collaborative opportunity and a community that needs uh, and a community that needs a resource that really looks out for them and and, and is one of them and, and helps them and and partakes in the struggles that they have and likes to engage with them and everything like that you know I really have seen over my time and working in the various internships that I've been in and just talking to other people in the industry, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say like poaching slash vulturism in the industry, but something that there's just a lot of people who are, they make it just all about themselves and are looking for the next leg up and the leg up and the leg up and the leg up and it becomes where it becomes very cutthroat and non-collaborative and people are keeping themselves to themselves and are not opening up and there's so many bright and intelligent people in the community. And that's where we've really kind of seen ourselves grow is that we've had a brand that we believe, you know, is with that peer to peer, feel talks with the community, not to the community. And I think that's, that's a huge advantage for us is that, you know, all the people who write have some type of interest, all the people who are writing, I've been either working in, have interned in, have spent time in organizations. So they know what it's like, you know, I think that's, that's the one thing with us. And, and that's the passion that gets me up every morning is just knowing that, we can go out and we can lower the barrier of entry in this industry to someone who is 19 years old who can come on and read our content for free and interact with industry leaders for free and really get a whole bunch out of it for, for nothing other than just the fact that they're giving us the, their time of day. And that's that's the biggest thing for us and, and for me is just using the platform for everyone else is good. Like, you know, if if, if it never materializes for me, that's fine, but, you know, if people who write for the platform then go ahead and get jobs or opportunities, which we've seen happen where, you know, we have this one girl who wrote for the platform for a couple times. You know, one of my connections from way back saw her writing, like what she was doing. And now that girl's working on her, uh, with her in her PR firm. You know, those opportunities has been what the platform has all been about, all about from the beginning. And I think that's what gives it that uniqueness and that feel is that, you know, we're not out to, To chase the dollar of course obviously we'd like to make money but the thing is is if you're building such a valuable entity where a bunch of people like to be on and feel valued and and feel like they're they're making a difference then the money will come and we've seen that and so you know i think that's that's the big thing it's just i wake up every day knowing that we can and we do make an impact on the industry whether it's covering people and giving them some publicity or whether it's, you know, helping a PR firm get some client coverage. You know, it's, it's weird as a media entity. You know, a lot of people see them as, you know, fake news and everything nowadays. But there's a lot of cool aspects that you get to do and, and you get to bring to life. And, and you get to support other people and, and their jobs and their missions. And knowing that we can do that even at like a small scale is it's just fulfilling to me. You know, like that's waking up every morning knowing like, hey, something we post today can impact the person who wrote it. Can impact the person who is in it and can impact the people who are reading it is like a really, really cool, cool thing and something that I, I love and, and you know, I've been entirely fascinated by and, and really enjoy.
0: I think anybody who's listening to this, Adam, who's who's you know, a sports management um, major right now and kind of going through the process and listening to your story and your advice, and then there's, then there's old guys like me, uh, old guys and women who are like me who've been in this business for a long time and listen to what you're saying. And, and I, and you just get it, you know, you, everything you're saying is spot on, you know, you're like an old soul, (laughs) you know, who's, who's given advice and you're really just starting what's going to be an amazing career for you. And every, anybody who's I've raised four children and, you know, and hired a lot of kids right out of college that weren't even close to being where you are right now and just your perspective on on how this whole thing works and giving is so much better than taking when you start thinking about how much money you're ever going to make it's over when you start thinking about how much out how many hours you're putting into it it's over you know there's going to be a day where you don't have to walk into that bar other than order a drink and not yeah. work there, you know, and it's coming and it's going to yeah. happen quickly for you. And everything that you just experienced in the last four years is is that foundation that's going to propel your career beyond where you probably dream about now. But probably yeah. when you get there in 15, 20 years, you'll be like, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. You know, and it's only because you get it. You the universe will take care of you and the business will take care of you because, um you know, you're doing things the right way. And um, so I know you um, – I, I heard one of your professors on the Taoist Sports, I think it was, and, and, uh, and Troy asked her about, you know, could you name one student that really stuck out in your mind? And she didn't even hesitate by saying <laughs> you, you know. And uh, and that's something for for a, a professor to say about a kid from the University of Miami, you know. Yeah. So, um, But anyway, so listen – how can people find you other than uh, the website? How could they? How they? How can they reach out and um and connect with you?
1: Yeah, really. I mean, you can talk to me anywhere on Twitter. I'm pretty active. Obviously, that's where our big social following is. So, FOS Adam, uh, at FOS Adam. Feel free to follow and DM there. Uh, you can also find me Adam at frontofficesports.org. I'm not always on my email, but from the time about six in the morning till you know, 10 o'clock at night, I try to get off, but, uh, you know, I can, I can respond there. And and then on LinkedIn too, I'm, I'm pretty effective. And and that's the other thing too, is that, you know, you know, you mentioned that uh, I'm an old soul and, and things like that. It's, it's been an interesting path as, as I kind of reflect back to that is that, you know, yeah, I've, I've been able to, to learn a lot about myself, but the thing is, I've, I've interviewed close to 200 people and have been able to learn everything that they've, taught me. And that's that's the other cool part is that, you know, yeah, I'm 23, but I've also been able to take away, you know, an experience that, you know, most people pay $60,000 to go to a school uh, mm-hmm. to get. And I was able to, to get for free. And yeah, it cost me some money, but it's, it's just that experience that was that was able to kind of round me into, into who I am. And, and, you know, I also credit it to my parents and they were the ones who really got me around and took me a bunch of places. Uh, you know, they would always take me to dinners, they would always take me to places where I was around the older people and older adults and had to be, you know, much much older than I was at five, six, seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see nowadays and, and going back to serving and I still serve on the weekends. You know, today or yesterday, excuse me, I was in the restaurant serving and this family comes in and mom, dad, and two daughter and a son and the daughter and the son, as soon as they sit down, iPads in their face, headphones on, they don't say a single word the whole entire time they eat Mm -hmm. and not saying that's an indictment on the family or anything like that. But, you know, it's just something that I don't know if it's going to hurt them when they grow up, but it's just like, I couldn't have imagined that as a kid and I don't think I would have been where I am. And so, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a big hurrah to my parents for what they've done as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, org at FOS Adam, at info at frontofficeports.org if, if you don't remember Adam at frontofficesports.org, I respond pretty much anywhere, uh, you know, and, and happy to, to help or, you know, always looking to collaborate with people if you have ideas or, or you want us to cover an event. We're always looking for unique stories and, and bylines. And, you know, we're pretty open. We're very, very collaborative.
0: Well, I, I just – I just appreciate your time and and um, jumping on here because I think you have just like what you did. You shared all your stories with other people about other executives. I thought it was time for someone to share your story, and I know Thank that's going to happen more and more and more. Um, and I, I just think you you know you just don't know who's going to. Who hasn't heard of you before? I've I've shared all the GAs in in our athletic department. I I shared your emails every single day with them. Thank, you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. I just I just pass it on. I said this this is this is a guy, and this is front office sports is going to help you at some point in your career um, to get a job or to learn a little bit more about the industry. So what you yeah. have done and what you've created out of sh- just from effort um, is is amazing, Adam. So Thank you. You know, you know, I've said this to you before, not being recorded. You know, I just I I think uh, you're a rising star. So um, good luck with everything. Thank you for your time. And I'm not going to judge those parents with their kids with their headphones (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because you just never know about. You never know. You never know about people sometimes. It's hard to judge those people. But my kids, my kids will tell you they used to make fun of us because we never got a uh, VCR or a. or a DVD player in our minivan when we're, yep. with the four kids. And they'll yep. tell you to this day some of the best memories were um, singing and joking and making fun of each other, and m- namely mostly making fun of me driving <laughs> those years. Yep. So it, it does matter. But listen, you're a class act. Best of luck to you and um, wish you all the best.
1: Awesome. I appreciate it. And thanks again for having me. And I look forward to many more. Seems awesome. good. Thanks,
0: Adam. Yeah, of this course. Ro- this is Rob Thompson. With Sports Business Podcasts, interview with influencers. That was Adam White, founder of Front